like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... So glad you didn't break everything to start off. That would have been a rough start. Um, you tried. I mean, look, you tried to destroy you hands my over there. Immaculately to- created setup here so that we could enjoy this podcast together, and you attempted to destroy it with your disgusting Hulk-like hands. You did try to destroy it. I think your I, Hulk hands are gorgeous and beautiful, and I love them these for who they are. Gigantic. I have these hands. Sausage but fingers. My hands are strong. They are a destroyer of worlds, though. Yes. This is. This is uh, the you, second thing I've almost broken You got in that a new punchy thing no, and no. you instantly broke it. I no. immediately listeners, broke it. Listeners, everybody shut up for a second. My no. wife bought a women's health uh, resistance huh. band training apparatus. And this was made for woman hands. Let me tell you something my wife doesn't have. Woman, woman hands. hands. No. She has Hulk hands. gigantic Hulk-like I hands. Hulk hands. And within five minutes of using this woman's training device, she destroyed the she, handles. I did. She punched it to death. She, no. So she was, simply gripped them and crushed them beneath her huge hands. They're resistance bands. So I was doing chest presses with them and I was pressing down and I broke a hand. Here's the goddamn joke. She has the tiniest hands I've ever seen. <laughs> she does a small, strong, small strong. but strong. Small yes. but strong. And let, let's not forget the quiet punch apparatus. I bought and broke within bro. 10 minutes of using it. Yeah, that's I, what I was talking about. I didn't know there was a new broke thing. Oh, yeah. like, you I bought a punchy thing and you broke it. Yeah. I set it up for her. I left the room. Within 10 minutes, she had destroyed the connectors with her Hulk-like hands yep. and then in a fit of rage, threw the functioning piece on the floor. Yes. Yeah. This is the truth. These are all things. This is true. I can't. Yeah. These are all she things has Hulk hands, guys. Don't, she really we, does. If and you would not after, know that looking at them. They look very dainty. In the after, if we ever do a live show, do not ask to shake hands with podcast bomb. She'll ruin she you. She will crush. You would turn your hands into dust. To smush. Do you want smush fingies? You will have shake regular flesh on your hands, but the normal structure giving bones would be turned but entirely it, to dust. Yeah. yeah. Squid fingies. Do you want squid yes. fingies? Shake my hand. Yeah, uh, just ask, squid just ask Bob about his balls, man. I'll tell you about them. <laughs> I mean, what do you want to know? <laughs> what kind of questions do you have? Oh my god! Send them in boozyboozpodcast@gmail.com. Don't email asking about Bob Schnutz. Please don't. I'll answer those. Do questions. not do that. Do no. not do that. You send them in, and I'll answer them next week on the show. Oh, but thank you. You know what? Here, if you have questions about Bob's balls. Get them undies. Get them undies. Five thousand dollars on Patreon. Patreon.com slash booze and brews. Audio episodes, video episodes, show sketches, and dem undies. I always forget to mention that. I gotta make sure I add that to the interstitial now. Dem undies still available. It's true. Uh, and just quick shout out to Max. Thank you for sending us a calendar after we asked for that last week. Yes. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. So no. I mean this None of this was your cold open. None of this was your cold open. I'm enjoying it. No, my, what I was going to share with everybody is now that we have entered the Lenten season for those who are Catholic, um, Catholics are supposed to- I thought to- you said lentil season and I got really excited. Ooh. I was like, ooh, lentils. You know what? For, for heathen non-Catholics, it can be lentil season. I love lentil season. But for, for those who practice the Catholic faith- Who drink the blood of Christ? And eat his, yeah, eat his body, and drink eat his, of his blood. his flesh, drink of his blood. For those of you that- Partake in the cannibalistic Catholic ritual yeah. of eating your savior. Well, of a zombie. Eating a zombie. Of eating a zombie. Awesome. And two, welcome to Lent. And if you are wondering, if you're like, fuck, you know, Lent started last week, I have no idea what to give up. Because the idea is to give up something for 40 days. Um, because people went hungry. Because Jesus sure. did. Right. Well, if you're one man in Ohio, you give up all food. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. So mm-hmm. far, it's keeping with the Catholic sort of idea all food sure you know he's also giving up living and you know what? no no, no hang no. on let's listen he, guess what he replaced it with and i give it the booze and brews 
Stamp of beer. approval. Oh, yes. beer. Fuck beer. Yes. Beer this, and jizz. This man. This man is a hero. For 40 days is consuming nothing but beer, mm-hmm. black coffee, herbal tea, and water. I'm, I guarantee you he will survive on that. You he's know what? Done it. Here's the thing. Ver- he's done it I'm on a very similar diet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all should be on a similar diet. And here's the thing. He's done it now. This is his third year in a row. He says normally he loses between 20 and 40 pounds every time he does it. Sure. He's already in one week lost eight pounds. Yeah. Um, And he's like, I, sur- I feel surprisingly good. I'm telling you, it's the, it's the same thing as that Twinkie diet. Yep. That guy had 2,000 calorie diet made entirely of Twinkies. I don't think the the, I, the actual contents I, of the calories matter. So I don't know what type of beer he drinks. He's like, and I'm not an alcoholic. I only have Where between... Where is he based? Ohio. Ohio. Yes. Yeah, okay. but like normal so, but beer consumption five, for an average American versus that of an Ohioan is true. probably quite different. He consumes five to six beers a day. That's I not inconsiderate. I have to assume it's like... Coors Light or Miller sure. Light. Isn't Ohio where like Brewdog is? Maybe he's drinking good beer. I would hope he's I'd drinking like to good believe beer. That. But I'm somehow thinking I'm like, if you lose eight pounds in a week, you're probably not getting any calories. You're probably drinking fucking light beer. So you're eat, you're consuming about 500 calories of beer yeah, a day. Yeah, throw some stouts in there, man. Get some exactly. Get, some, get something yeah, hearty in there. Get a, get a half. Get some wheat in that diet. Right. Get, switch it around. Throw in some variety, but I have no idea. I wish that's really the question that I have left for this article is, well, what beer are you drinking? Yeah, I would like to know. Don't know. Molson Ice, 160 calories. Miller Genuine Draft, 143. I mean, there's a lot of options. Yeah, they're not great options, though. Those, if I were to be on a beer only diet, man, I'd pick some of I'd pick all of the heavy hitter faves. That's all I'm going to eat slash drink. Well, I would choose a bunch of different beers. I wouldn't be like, I'm only drinking. Budweiser. 125 for a Guinness? A bunch of beers. Ooh, maybe. Oh, yeah, Guinness. Guinness is pretty good. Low in carbs, too. I'm sure that's of concern to him. I'm I'm sure. Considering he has 20 to 40 pounds to lose every fucking year, I'm sure it's a concern. It's probably fun to gain it all back, though. Yeah. Stone IPA, 200 calories. So, you know what? That's that's going to get you You up there. It's going to get you close to a 2,000 calorie diet. Yeah. But could you imagine this guy's like going to work? Let's say he's got like some office job that he has to go into work for. And they're like, what you doing, Steve? I'm just pounding this stone for bre- for lunch. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Eating? He's, he's, just in, he's just in the break room with like a large format arrogant bastard. And they're like, Steve, what are you doing? And he's like, it's Lent. It's Lent. I'm having lunch, Lent. idiot. It's for G- Jesus. Yes, if Jesus can go without. If, look, Lent. Jesus I'm is going to come Lent. back. And he's so he's happy just, I gave up food. He's just drunk, taking like a three o'clock nap under his desk. And like <sighs> HR comes in and interrupts him. And he's like, Lent. Lent. And they're like, well, it's a religious thing. We can't really yeah, question exactly. that. Yeah, I was going to say, they HR can't say shit. That's, this is his religion. I, I know. I You're going like, to tell him he can't home. be Catholic? Ooh. This he's is like the driving home Christmas. drunk. He's like, Lent. Well, yeah, now that there's a Catholic president, you know Joe Biden's mm-hmm. coming for you. Joe Biden is going to protect this man's right to drink beer for Lent. He gave him food. What yeah. are you going to tell him? What are you going to tell him? Yeah. You I can't drink beer on the job? Eat a goddamn sandwich and continue to drink that beer, buddy. Hell no. No. Yeah, the moment you introduce a sandwich, it's not religious because he didn't give up food. Yeah, the second you eat a sandwich, you let the devil in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know who will, who will sacrifice a sandwich for beer. Hi! Welcome to the Booze and Brews podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And we, whilst drinking much beer, uh, also enjoy sandwiches. Yeah, I'm not going to give up sandwiches. I'm just not. Sorry. I'm not. I did pound a beer right before this show. Yep. Because I'm a cosmo professional. Because you're a grown up. Because I'm a grown ass woman and I do what I want. Yeah. Um, But I also eat chips. Fuck. Yes. Because I think Jesus just wants me to be happy and eat carbs. Yeah. You know what? That's what you are giving up for Lent is sadness. Yeah. Jesus died for my sins, so I don't have to give up sandwiches. Right. He died for my sandwich. Guys, read the Bible. <laughs> you're hey, caller you're on bible talk so <laughs> what is jesus's thought on sandwiches loves them he loves Died them. For your love big of them fan. eat them what about being Puss drunk at work loved it big Died fan for that too. loves it 
Turning the water cooler into wine all the time. Oh, he wants you to drink. Yeah, read the Bible. Jesus just wanted to party, man. Yeah. I think so. Um, I don't think our stories this week have much of a Jesus tie-in. No, I, mine, no Jesus in my story. Mine is zero Jesus, too. No, but what our story does have is Montana. Oh, yes. Lots and lots of Montana. Big Sky Country. Why, you might ask? Because we are drinking Moose Drool from Big Sky Brewing. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that was good. That was good. It's good like Melusa, Montana. Yeah, Missoula. M- m- nope, Missoula. <laughs> nope, Missoula. <laughs> I powered a wristwatch right before the show. <laughs> I hope I don't have to read anything. Wristwatch. <laughs> I'm good at that game now. Uh, we changed it to something else, and I do not remember what it was. Swedish sandwiches. Swedish meatballs. <laughs> ikea furniture <laughs> anything are we playing word association no so in honor of the moostrol brown ale which is delicious um yeah we are doing i drink most of that too yeah we're doing haunted montana tuna came to play today guys. yeah tuna's having a good day tuna gave up sadness <laughs> <laughs> so she's making herself happy uh, with this and with you Aww. Um, so anyway, Haunted Montana. Now that you know, know why we got there, we're going to get there. Let's go there. Let's, Let's go, go to there. Montana. Let's I'm, look at the big sky. Let's drink some drool right out of the moose's mouth and not country. talk about Jesus. No. And if you are wanting to look at big sky at my location, you're not going to find it because I'm going to tell you about the old Montana State Prison. Oh, no. No sky in prison. Definitely no sky there in prison. There are limited windows covered in bars. Uh, yeah, you if you're, can't take the sky from me. Yes, I can when you're in prison. <laughs> no Firefly fans in the house. Someone nope. listening to no. this right now. No, uh, we've canceled Joss Whedon. Sorry. No, 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 Broncos. I know, I know that we have. That's okay. You're like, but I can still sort of like Firefly. No. Anyway, so located in Deer Lodge, Montana, the old Montana State Prison, not to be confused with the new Montana State Prison. It's a prison for olds. Yes. It looks like a castle. Um, yeah, I know. It was built between... Because just because all the geriatrics that lived there were there when castles were originally constructed. Yes, they're all the king of England and France. Sweet. And Germany. Awesome. Um, so it was built between 18... 18- <laughs> the king of Germany. <laughs> Hello, my name is uh, Gustav. No, that's not German. That's uh, other country. Mm-hmm. Heinrich. Kaiser go. Sosa. God damn it. <laughs> It was built between 1870 and 1871. At the time of its construction, Montana was but a little baby territory with with not a prison in sight for all of its fucking criminals. And there were a lot. Was this a land of criminals? This was a lawless land. land. My story is full of criminals, too. Oh, my God. Montana was founded on the backs of lawless criminals and vigilante-style justice. Yes. So the United States government, seeing this land of just people running amok and other people being judge, jury, and executioner, decided, you know, we might need a prison for all of these criminals. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I get it. So in 18... So they built the prison first. Before they actually built, had any of the laws, so it just became vigilantes yeah. throwing each other into prison. Into prison. If you build it, they will come. Yeah. <laughs> it's a field of dreams. Yes. Prison dreams. Field of broken dreams. <laughs> oh, that's good. Isn't that a Green Day song? Yes. Boulevard of Broken Dreams? Yes. Sweaty. Uh, so in 1867, um, on account of this rampant lawlessness, uh, the government gave $40,000 to the territory and said, build us a prison. Thumbs up. Oh. Um, the original plan for the prison was designed by the government. And they said, you know what? You need a building with three tiers of 14 cells. So a total of math number 42 cells would be constructed. Okay. Um, there's way more than 42 criminals in Montana at this point. Correct. But they were like, that's all the money we have to give you. The war just ended. So we only have 40. <laughs> we've, we've got some reconstructing to do. Yes. But, but we won't do it, really. So good. We're not going to be the best at it. In fact, we're going to be probably the worst at it. So they wanted to three tiers, 14 cells each. But because it was so expensive. So it's so like a wedding cake of prisoners. Really? It, yeah. Multi-tiered. It, delicious. Chocolate between each level. Ooh. <laughs> Ganashy. Poignant. Mm. Poignant. 
<laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, shit. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Bob's thinking about it now. I was just thinking about delicious chocolate. <laughs> he was thinking about our wedding cake, which was delicious yeah. chocolate. Um, but because it was so expensive to ship in all of the necessary materials to build said prison um, and to hire local labor because they wanted more than probably a nickel a day. Yeah. Um, the new prison when constructed 40 grand only got you one tier 14 cells total. That's it. That's your fucking oh. prison. Not much of a prison then. No. That's there's a third of what they were promised. Yeah, so it will come as no surprise that <laughs> one month later the prison was overrun, overcrowded. One, one month. month. Took them one month. To, to, to round up at least 14 guys. At 14 least. prisoners. Yep. And uh, another tier was built in 1874. An administrative building came shortly thereafter. And finally, they got their three-story tiered chocolate cake um, with 42 double occupancy cells in 1886. Ooh, double occupancy. And yeah. what, um, mm. what city is this in? Apologies. Deer Lodge. Do we know where that is in the Montana part of Montana? It's in the western part, like central western part of okay. montana okay yeah i got it i got it, got it. <laughs> it's 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 in the middle of nowhere <laughs> which is montana um so anyway they had at one point until the jail was finally like i guess completed completed in 1886 they were having four dudes in one cell they're just like sleeping on top of each other mm. yeah not they were great conditions this yeah, sounds I've seen like that movie. this sounds yep. like something i could find on a pornography website mm-hmm. you definitely can yeah uh, so Cowboy was, prisoners. Hey, Tex, I just got done riding my horse. Hey, I was I was I've arrested sh- riding my horse. I love to ride horses. Not just horses. Oh, giddy oh. up, doggy. Giddy up. Giddy up. Ooh, this six-shooter is ready to be holstered. In your butt. In these cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> you're, these cheeks. You're so good with words, dear. So while there was a... So, somebody, somebody right now is engorged <laughs> listening to this, to this show i guarantee it don't tell <laughs> These us about tantalizing it. tales <laughs> so while there was a roof over the inmates heads that doesn't necessarily mean that conditions were habitable at all in fact Sh- sure true true now as it was back then uh-huh so there was no heating or ventilation oh no at all oh you know what i feel like it gets kind of cold in montana it not does. with all those sweaty cowboys rubbing against each other oh, yeah it's crushing for warmth close we, oh i'm so let us rub our bodies together for heat oh no I'm my penis rub, found I'm your butthole butt oh i'm gonna rub my butt on your butt luckily butt robbers luckily my butthole was particularly cold just see what you can do back there <laughs> engorged so anyway, it gets... What is wrong with me? I ask I myself that frequently. And I have yet to come up with an answer. Jesus Christ. 20 years, no answer. I got nothing. I just accept and move on. Yes, smart. Um, so yes, it does. It goes down to like negative. It goes below zero during the winter It gets cold. Months. It gets and, cold. And sometimes during the summer, it gets over 100. So... You've got mm. baked sweaty men or freezing men. And there was, of so you've course, got frozen balls and sweaty balls. Yes. And of course, because there's no heating or ventilation. Balls for all seasons. Yeah. There's also no plumbing. So you can imagine oh, how that smells. Do, oh, where do the poops go? They poop into a bucket. Mm, no. Yep. Don't like it. No. Yep. And there were no, and there's no running water. So there's no shower. So you have completely unshowered, oh, unshowered, hot, men. sweaty men, poop men. You can imagine how great it smells. Cowboys oh, are Oh my God. I'm envisioning it now. And yeah. I'm not a fan. My mind's no. nose is mortified. Yeah. I, no, thank you. Over time, more cell blocks were added. A women's prison was built and prison walls hot. were constructed on the backs of inmates housed at the facility. So in 1880s, like eight, late 1800s, early 1900s, it got this warden who was like, I'm going to use this labor for my own personal gain. Plus the <laughs> for gain. Good. For good. I'm going to yeah. use this labor for evil. I'm going to use the steam generated by these sweaty grinding cowboys to make a power plant. <laughs> you know what? And we're going to power works. the whole state of Montana. It, and it's still it's a renewable use, resource. And yeah. they're still using it to this day. <laughs> um, the warden tried to band-aid the awful conditions that these men had to live in in 1919 when a theater was built. Like they an actual... drilled a hole in the floor so they could poop down into the basement? Yes. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, poop they, tubes. And they poop let it tubes were added. They let it freeze solid in the wintertime. Then yeah. they move it out. Yeah. In 1976, 
poop tubes were added. And, and lube tubes. Oh, God. It's the same tube. It's the same tube. Oh, no. Anyway, the theater that was built actually saw prisoners and the non-jailed community come together to watch concerts, plays, movies. So it was used as a reward for good behavior. 1919. Oh, okay. So it was used as a reward for good behavior. Like, hey, do you want to temporarily get out of your cell to go watch a movie with non-jailed folk? So they were like, you can't have a shower or a toilet, but but you you can can go watch the Zigfield Follies. Watch a picture show. That's right. Um, the theater remained and was used until it was destroyed by arson in 1975. Oh, no. And then that guy was jailed. Yeah. They never caught him. So he went. Oh, I know. Interesting. So after the forced retirement of the jail's first warden, things quickly went downhill more so than it had started. Wait, forced retirement? Love of forced retirement. Love that journey for him. Oh, yes. No, he was being investigated by the federal government for, um, a whole bunch of bad stuff interesting for yes. poop shoots for for the poop shoot for poop shootery yes uh it was a lot of like fraud based on the jail it, it was oh, very um, he infringed on that poop tube patent it's, it's not shawshank but it's shawshank s interesting yeah um but that's that's a story for another time okay that was pretty fascinating though but um no maintenance after this man left and this was in like 19 late 1920s early 1930s no further maintenance was being done on any of the buildings and some buildings still didn't have any plumbing in the 1930s oh no so men were still pooping in buckets in the 1930s jeez toilets had been invented yeah, that's too that's too recent for pooping in buckets yeah um, the romans and, had goddamn aqueducts come on guys yeah, and the guards that they got were underpaid and undertrained. They frequently got retired police officers. So the guards in these prisons were like fat 70-year-old men. Who like probably put some of these people away. Oh, wait, most oh, likely. Yeah. So it was uh, not amazing. There was no vocational training. It was and not amazing. It wasn't for anybody. <laughs> it's not the one you'll want to go to. No, the... the I guess the guards were paid back in the 1950s. Like I think it was $1,700 a month was the average salary or something or $1,700 a year. I don't remember. It's math. But they were being paid like $500 less than that. Mm. Um, some of them were being paid even less. And the prisoners, there was no vocational training because the previous warden just used them for manual labor. The library was just like really shitty fiction books. So none of these people like could advance their education or get any sort of vocational training for when they left prison. And um, they were spending 22 hours a day in their cells. So shocking, not shocking. Things came to a head in 1959. Inmates rioted. Captured the jail for three days, Ooh. murdered the deputy warden, Oh no! took Fun. the prison warden hostage, as well as the other guards and stuff that were there. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, the inmates wanted to escape. I don't think the inmates really knew what they wanted. Um, some of them they wanted, to, they wanted away. to not be there anymore. Yeah. yeah, well, some of them wanted to escape, but others They knew wanted... that place sucked ass. They didn't want to be in it anymore, I think. Yeah, that I feel like that's the long and the short of it. Well, there's that, but then also when they finally got word out to the public, they're like, no, I want you to send in reporters. I won't kill the deputy. I want you to send in reporters and photographers, and I want you to take pictures. Yeah, show them the And poop write tubes. a story, like interview the inmates, show them the poop tubes. Yeah, show yeah. me the receipts. Exactly. Yeah, and they so just wanted to show everybody that they're being so treated So they wanted poorly. twofold. They wanted to run away, yeah. but then they also wanted to expose the jail for what it was. Makes sense. Um, but the parties, it was a poorly planned operation. Shocking. They started infighting. Um, some inmates let the warden go because they felt bad. They're like, this is not going to end well for me. So One I'm half was gonna... like, no more poop tubes. The other guy's like, well, I like the poop tubes. They're like, no, this, no, that's not what we agreed to. Stop with the pooping, man. No poop tubes. Poop Stop tubes. Stop pooping. Um, yeah, and then the third guy comes in. Everyone just needs to stop, stop pooping. pooping. It just solves all our problems. So the the two ringleaders eventually did get their wish, and reporters from the AP, UPI, and a radio station in Spokane were allowed in and interviewed seven inmates. Okay. However, no photos were taken, so inmates then threatened to kill hostages unless people were allowed back in. Oh no. Um, that didn't happen, and a very like uneasy standoff ensued. However, 36 hours after the riot began, the National Guard ended it in the most amazing way. They fired a World War II bazooka at the Southwest Tower of the Cell Block. Yeah, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. And while a highway patrolman fired a Tommy gun through the window where they thought the ringleaders were hiding. 
That's sure. Well, yeah, yeah. Effective. It's very so effective. So they were like being attacked by G.I. Joe characters. Pretty much. So while the Tommy gun was being fired at them and the bazooka blast blew out cell tower one, um, other people, National Guardsmen on the ground stormed in and like split up trying to find the hostages. So it was like a diversion. The bazooka was a diversion. I mean, it's good at that. Yeah. The bazooka is good for that. You're like, oh, fuck. What was that? Is that a bazooka? You guys, are we bazooka? This is amazing. Let's go look at the bazooka. We gotta check it out. And then everybody. Yeehaw. Exactly. Um, so guardsmen rushed to the entrance to free the hostages. And when they entered, they found most of the like inmates were already just waiting in their cells. Like they had given up on the you're riot like, yeah, by that look, point. And they're like, I'm just going to be here. Look, we, we didn't write out our demands. We we're a little confused. This was not a, this is a pretty ill-conceived plan. We'll just yeah, go back to ourselves. It was mostly these two guys. I'm just going to sit here and wait. And for those two guys still arguing with each other. Poop tube. No, po- I don't want to poop. No, yeah. I want to poop tube. And then how that fight ended over the poop tube was a murder suicide. Oh, oh romantic no. over poop tubes. Can you oh, imagine no. dying over a poop tube? Not me. Man. I can. Oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I can and I will. I will. I will fight a man and murder him for a poop tube. I, will, I fought a man for less. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So they did it bring the reform that these two men wanted they no. so craved no. no oh um they recognized the state did recognize that there needed to be reform they put through a five million dollar bond they put that forth to the voters who resoundingly by 70 percent said no okay cool yeah, they were like fuck typical. those people in the prison god damn it yep yeah it's pretty typical yep yeah that's awful um, i hate it yeah so the prison was shut down in 1979 and prisoners were moved to a new facility three miles out of town it's but, a brand new prison. Yeah, but in 1976, so they couldn't tear down this building because in 1976, it was named, uh, it was placed on the National Registry of Historic Places. So they can't tear it down. So they're like, fuck, now National what do we Registry do? of shitty buildings that of are bad. Really shitty These jails. These are historic poop tubes. Yeah, those poop tubes were groundbreaking. That no prison had Patents ever seen poop or lube tubes quite ever. as good as these ones no they Nor were literally they groundbreaking again. we had to break the ground, ground to put in the tubes into put, it put the tubes in. this is the site of the most mm-hmm. cowboy sex that has ever, ever happened happened and this it's needs the, to be celebrated it's more than it's the mountain. site of the most cowboy sex slash pooping that's ever happened <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> and, and not pooping. the other way around not pooping slash cowboy, cowboy sex. sex no 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 it's one then the other yeah um, so they didn't know what to do with it. So today the new prison or sorry, the old prison is now the old prison museum, which also includes the Montana auto museum, the frontier Montana museum, Powell County museum, and yesterday's Playthings, a collection of dolls and toys. Creepy. Oh, I was like, oh my God, old vibrators. Not uh, those kind of toys. <laughs> sorry. I would go to that museum. No, that's mm, what not we do it. is we is, is we take a metal tube and we put a rattlesnake in it. <laughs> And we shove it up your butt. And we just put it in your butt. <laughs> gotta make sure you use the right side, though. Yeah, put the you gotta put it in head first. Yes. Because if the head's sticking out of the back of the tube, it bites your ass. <laughs> but we, it's uh, and then somebody's gotta suck the poison out, the out of the tube. And then that's a good thing you're standing next to. I feel to like this. you gotta weld one side shut. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That should have gone without saying, but I didn't I say mean, it. So I am a vibrator scientist. Yes. So. <laughs> I do work at the play yesterday playthings. <laughs> Yesterday's playthings. That's right. Um, so shocking. This place is haunted ever since. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, kind of been tracks. Close. Yeah. So it, it basically, ever since it closed down, became a museum, and people started coming in. They're like, "Oh fuck, there are weird things that happen." Um. So every and the museum leans into it every night. I don't know if it's going on now. Montana I'm assuming it is they through ghost hunts USA run nightly ghost hunts from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. every day yeah Jeez, cash cow baby yeah they really they're like yeah this place is haunted come on down sweet um and because so many people have died behind like you know those walls they're not really sure who most of the ghosts are but there are a lot of them they're just like prisoner one prisoner basically it's like we we suspect it might be the two dudes who died in the riot of 1959 sexy cowboy prisoner 47 Mm. yeah exactly he's just an extra in this cowboy porn Uh uh-huh we don't really know his name um but cowboy came to deliver a pizza yeah (laughs) yeah it's fine (laughs) 
it's okay. He got the minimums. He got Taft hardly did, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was a big day for him. Uh, that was he, a he was very in, specific joke. <laughs> for people in one specific industry. <laughs> local jokes get local work. Um, so they definitely make themselves known, though. So visitors claim to feel sudden coldness when walking through certain areas of the prison, like just a big old cold blast in the I face. I am suddenly cold. It's chilly. Yeehaw, I'm cold. Um, other people see mists, shadow people, or hear footsteps or whispers. Spooky. Oh, whispers. So, so there's a lot of like very generic sort of ghosty. Go, yeah, generic like, ghosty bullshit. Thing. Yeah. Whispers in your ear. And then the other ear. Keep pooping. pooping. Poop more. No, use, stop pooping. Use the tubes. Don't use the tubes. Use the gut. Don't listen to him. Look, oh God, he's dead. Okay, listen to me. But he's dead too. Stop pooping. I'm, I'm a she. How dare you? Hashtag feminism. I was misgendered and placed in the wrong prison. There, I mean, there was a women's prison on site. So maybe oh, she just like, hey I now. was in the over. women's prison making rattlesnake vibrators. It was a highly successful industry until the man shut it down. Due to quote unquote safety concerns. Anyway. The danger was the fun of it. <laughs> Yeah, so, and sometimes they will get, like, intelligent responses, too. So, during the ghost tours, you know, everybody's obviously given your flashlights, and they do the very, like, the Baggins, like, do something to the light. Um, and so, during one investigation, a local reporter went to Manifest the automobile. Manifest yourself! Manifest yourself! <laughs> oh, Zach. You're so dumb. Darling idiot. Um, so, yes, one evening during an investigation, a local reporter went to the auto museum section of the old prison and set a small flashlight on the ground. Um, on flashlight. They asked. <laughs> boo. Boo. <laughs> boo. Not a ballflowers fan? Boo. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're fired. Um, they asked if anyone was there and they were like, hey, if you're here with us. Can you turn this light on? Mm -hmm. So there's a way to beat. And then turn after the like maybe light. a couple seconds, the flashlight turned on. Oh, on the floor. Turn the flashlight. Um, and then they said, <laughs> okay, if that was you, can you turn the light off? But turn whoever, off whoever was there was struggling to turn the light off. So they kept making it flicker, but they couldn't actually make it turn off. So the woman was like, I see you're struggling. If that is still you, can you make one of these chains in front of the nice fancy cars move? And the reporter woman was like, I'm staring at this chain on the other side of the room. And you just sort of slowly see it start to rock back. Oh, creepy. That's creepy. And I was like, fuck, yes. That's creepy. Um, They asked the ghost, they're like, okay, we're going to leave. But f this is a stupid idea. But feel free to follow us. Oh my God, a ghost will follow you home. It really yeah, will. And you invited it. That was not smart. That was not smart. No, they went to another section of the museum and they felt like all three of the people who were in the room felt somebody behind them, like the hairs. The, their hairs are standing up, bro. Yeah, bro. Oh, bro. Bro, goosebumps, bro. Got goosebumps. I got the chills. Goosebumping out. Goosebumping out. Yeah, goosebumping out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so they all felt as if someone was behind them. So the woman with the camera turned around and snapped a quick photo. And it was on a digital camera. And when they looked at it, there was a misty haze. Oh, a misty Ooh, haze. Misty. Behind them. Ooh, spooky. spooky. Um, other people, similar light flashes have happened. One woman bought a then brought orbs. Up. Oh, yes. People get orbs all the time. Okay, great. So many ghost bubbles. There's so Were many ghost bubbles. Were we able to debunk it because of the rod-like shape? <laughs> that is characteristic of insects. No. Oh, okay. There's actual orbs. It's real ghosts. Those are all of them are ghosts. Orbs. Yes. Every single one's a ghost. All of them. There's a lot of ghosts about. Um, other another group of uh people had like the light flashy thing happen. They brought a little um cat toy, a light up cat toy, and the they went ghosts to ghosts notoriously similar to cats. Yes. Yeah, they kind of are pushing stuff off your shelves. Yep. Yep. Staring at you. Whap. Yep. Whapping you. Yep. For no licking their butts. Reason. Yep. Yeah. Trying to get inside your body, mm -hmm. take over your soul. Yep. Cats Manifest and ghosts the are the world. same thing. Maybe we Eat all nothing but tuna fish. What if we all reincarnate as cat ghosts? I would. I totally would I, with nothing that. would piss me off more. I know. Oh my God, I'm so nothing. happy about it. And then as a cat ghost, I would haunt the cat ghost version of Bob, <laughs> making human cat noises because I know he loves it so much. Rude. Extremely rude. Exceptionally rude. It's a good thing he can't see you right now. He I can't see you. Up on you. Yeah, I, I can hear face. sounds, but guess what? I'm not really that irritated. Can't see it. Don't even care. But yes, so they 
also think that the ringleaders of the 1959 riot are haunting the cell block where they died because again with the cat toy that lit up they were like hey can you make this toy light up and they did <gasps> um and the another group of visitors who were investigating the maximum security block they felt that cold breeze that i mentioned earlier just before and after they were like instructed by the tour guide to make a lot of noise in their cell because mm. the maximum security part where they were they were under the no talking uh or like that was their way of being rehabilitated was don't mm-hmm. speak yeah shut up i know what you're thinking monks yeah so they were like make a lot of noise so they did and then they all of a sudden felt this like cold presence so it's either the ghost being like hey shut the fuck up we're not supposed to talk or it's the ghost being like yeah let's fucking party sweet who knows I choose to believe the latter. I choose party ghost. Yeah, I, I th- you're dead. I mean, what more can happen? Let's party. Yeah. Um, and then the same group may have also seen a shadow figure in the tunnels that were placed under the chapel. So they did build at least a chapel for the prisoners to attend. But underneath, they built these tunnels so the guards could like spy the buttholes of the inmates. So they I had. I was like, "What is this upward finger motion was, you're making?" The, so the, the guards t- could just. <laughs> Put their put fingers finger up, up their the butthole. Yes. What are you doing with your hands <laughs> right now? There were tunnels underneath the chapel, so the guards could walk underneath the floor just, of the chapel and just finger the buttholes. I that 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 is what your hand motions are denoting to me. Yeah, I mean, this whole episode's been poop related, so obviously just, it's the yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's what they're doing. Um. So anyway, they were. Oh shit! There's a rattlesnake in there. <laughs> Now someone's gonna suck the poison off my poop rattlesnake finger. Anybody? Anybody? Any tigers? Anybody? Um, this is the start of another great cowboy porn. <laughs> I've seen this one too. Oh my god! So anyway, they were in those tunnels underneath the chapel, and they split the group group up, and each had an EMF detector. And on the top of the EMF detector, they had like the little light, and it, you know, would flash. And oh my god, mm-hmm. it's spiking to one. Oh my god, bro. Whatever. So they took half the group at one end of the tunnel, and they put the other group on the other half. And it was like, okay, let's see if there's a change in EMF readings. And the tour guide was like, there's something in the middle of the tunnel i cannot see the light from the emf detector oh he's blocking it he's blocking it and he's a big fat ghost so when he he realized something was there the the tour guide was like everybody leave we need to get out of the tunnel (laughs) and they were like why did we have to leave so quickly and the tour guide was like i don't know but i just had this like feeling overcome me that if i didn't get us out in the next like immediately something bad was going to happen Oh, wow. I mean, you trust your gut, you know? Yeah. Yeah, especially when it comes to cowboy ghosts. Cowboy ghosts. Can't trust them. But yeah. Can't trust them. That is the story of the old Montana State Prison. Sweet. In Deer Lodge, Montana. That's a creepy one. full of poop and ghosts. Oh, man. Cowboys. Good times. That was so good. Come back. We're going to talk about more ghosts and, you know, probably more poop. Woo. Hey, everybody, it's your old pal, Missoula Mitch, your favorite Montana cowboy. Hey, guess what? You should go over to the iTunes right now and submit a review for the Booze and Brews podcast. They've been so good to you, you should give them a five star and say something nice about them. Also, they have a Patreon, patreon.com slash booze and brews, audio episodes, video episodes, show sketches done by that incredibly talented engineer of theirs, and also a special tier for underwears. Don't know nothing about that because when I'm over at the prison, I, we don't have no underwear. We just do butt stuff also social media websites i don't know what any of that means because i'm a cowboy from the past but there's a twitter it's that booze and bruce facebook booze and bruce and instagram booze and bruce podcast well that's enough for me back to the show two three go oh man we're going again we're back for montana round two yeah i just decided to stick around actually <laughs> so me missoula mitch from the past. From the past. I'm a cowboy from Missoula Mitch. Cowboy from the past. From the past. You get no additional defining characteristics. Nope, I just do cowboy things in olden times. <laughs> Use your How imagination. Old? No one knows. Yep, it's impossible to know at this point what with me being a cowboy from the past. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of cowboys from the past. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about the Elling House. Ooh. I've been there. So I bet you have. I'm sure you have. So it is the 1960s in these United States of America. All right. Mitch, were you around in the 1960s? I was not. I've never been there. (laughs) I stand Um, corrected. 
We are deep into the Idaho territory. Oh. Okay. We're not even in Montana yet because Montana don't exist yet. Okay. Incredible. So 1860, not oh, 1960. 1960. No, 1860s. I was like, wait, no, I'm pretty sure Montana was a state nope, 50 nope, years Mon- ago. Montana did not exist in the 1960s. It, it's, it's all an Illuminati not lie. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. It's but, the hey, lizard do you, people. Do you have a, a textbook from the 1960s? I bet you don't. I, I you, they, you, you don't. don't. You know why? Because the 1960s never existed. Oh. It's the aliens. Oh, my I God. We are, we are uncovering Covering. truths today. These are some truth yep. bombs being dropped. Tell all your friends to make sure that they tune in so they learn that the 60s never happened. <laughs> In Montana is fake news. Yes. No. No. Okay. 1860s. Idaho. 1860s. In Idaho. Idaho we're, we're, we're on the brink of a civil war. We really are. Uh, we're in Idaho territory, which, by the way, this is current day, like, southwestern Montana. So, okay. you know that, like, part of Montana that, like, yep. down by Idaho? Yeah. That's where we are. Okay. Like, you're over just, by Bozeman. You're, you're south of where my location is yeah if I am so we're like by, we're like in between bozeman and like uh yellowstone like that oh, okay. area for okay. you geography nerds we know you have maps thank you for the pictures yes i yeah. appreciate it um okay so it's the 1860s there we go good no so matter what war. that bitch told you before it's the 18th yeah, she was a liar she's a don't fucking believe her she's untrustworthy <laughs> um so on may 26th 1863 <laughs> Uh, two gentlemen, I like to assume, lovers. Oh, yeah. By the name of Bill Fairweather and Henry Edgar were yep. doing some butt stuff I bet and discovered gold. You know what? <laughs> beautiful. That is a beautiful Pounding love story. Pounding so hard they were breaking they, the, uh, the, the earth. Lit- literal earth <clears throat> apart with their rhythmic grinding yep. and yes. managed just, to uncover <laughs> a vein. The they released the mother load. Oh my god! They, they released gold. the mother load and then found the mother load. Yeah. Yes. Well, good for them. Um, so yeah, so they discovered gold. There's gold in them day hills in an area called Adler's Gulch. Okay. <laughs> um, which is fed, gulch. which is which is like gulch fed by Adler's Creek. Obviously. Duh. Look, Adler has a stronghold on this area of uh, yes. Idaho, Montana. Yeah, of Idaho, 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 Idaho territory. Proud tradition. Yes. Yes. Um, so they found a bunch of fucking gold, and then they went to the closest town and sold all the gold, and everyone in that town was like, where the fuck did you get all that gold? And these two lavas were like, mm, we don't know, don't ask questions. But everyone just followed them back to where the gold was. And then the gold rush was on. These men are dumb. (laughs) (laughs) They literally just like followed them back to the gold. They didn't even use serpentine patterns. No, they zero serpentine. You guys. So now there's now the gold rush is on because there's a shit ton of gold here. So then this was end of May by beginning of June. All gone. Um, they're like having to build a town because so many people have come in. So they build a little town. They name it Verena. Okay. Which is named after. Verona Howell Davis. It's not even the same fucking name. Just and who is Verona Howell Davis, you might ask yourself? Who yes, is Verona who Howell is Davis? This person. Oh, well, she was the first lady of the Confederacy. Oh. Oh. Cool. cool. Yep. So, so they... <laughs> End the podcast. Though, cool. Even though Idaho, solidly in Union territory. They um, thought, you know what? Mrs. Jefferson Davis, we're a fan of her. Well, because um, the person who, like, actually, like, established, the person who, like, wanted to stamp the Estid on the town or whatever was a Confederate. So he was like, we're going to name it after the First Lady. He spelled her <gasps> name wrong. Idiot. And he uh, picked uh, the uh, wrong uh, First Lady. It should have been Maryville. Oh, very appropriate. Yeah. So he, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. This guy like, definitely would have incited. It's V-E-R instead of V-A-R. He spelled it wrong. Idiot. Um, so he proposes this is what they name the town and they send all the paperwork like up to the government to get you know this town estimated and the government is like like the judge that's supposed to like stamp of approval he's like we're not naming a fucking town after the confederate first lady fuck you and just filed the paperwork and changed the name to virginia city and it's virginia city montana to this day that's fucking amazing that's the best he just fucking was like uh No. no changing it um, so, so we're talking about Virginia City. Um, so you're gonna be rest. delighted to learn that my ghost adventures episode takes place in Virginia City. Oh my Is god! Is it really? Yeah. 
<gasps> um, is it at the Ellinghams? Uh, no, it is not. Okay. Um, okay. So in Virginia City, uh, like I said, this town kind of springs up overnight. Like within a couple weeks, thousands of people have rushed to this town because there's a gold rush now. They found gold. It's right there. There's a lot of gold. So everyone's coming to town. And then like all the ancillary businesses that come with gold rush people, you know, like restaurants, whorehouses, mercantiles. Yeah. All these other businesses that support that industry have moved in as well. So it becomes a little bit of a bustling town. And Um, then all the criminals get sent to my prison. Where there's no room for them. No. Not yet, because it's the 1860s. <laughs> oh, that's right. This is a lawless town where people just get shot. Yes. Yeah, so li- that's literally my next point. So this town, there's because they're in Idaho territory. So yeah. there is no like governing body. <laughs> no. There's a shit ton of people. There's also a shit ton of money yes. coming through this town. Yeah. Sure. And so lawlessness is just rampant. They said within the first year that the town was established, uh, like road, road, People like the people who have like rob other people on the road killed over a hundred people within the first year Holy in Virginia City. Shit. Jeez. Yes. They're just like, Which don't led- go down there, murder and Steve's hanging out. Yes. Yeah. Which led to the rise of a group called the Montani Vigilantes. Yes. Yes. Um, and the Montani Vigilantes uh decided one night to go on a vigilanteing spree and they uh captured, convicted, and hung 15 people, including the man who was supposed to be the town sheriff. Oh fuck. That's what, justice. Was- was the town sheriff actually doing crimes or did they just I go, you're not know. doing your job? I choose to not look into that. <laughs> you know what it is? Wrong place, wrong time. Yep. You fucked I up. Ass- you are now I part ass- of vigilante street justice. Yes. I actually assume that the sheriff was sort of dirty and that's how the like hundred people, people were murdered. Were, yeah, were makes able sense. to run so rampant in yeah. the area was that he was like taking payoffs and letting it happen. And that's why he got vigilanteed. Right. But I chose to just believe that and look for no further details. Sure. That's good. I, I like that. Yes. So then by May of 64, so it's about a year later, um, the United States has decided that Montana is enough of a place to carve it out from the Idaho Territory and creates Montana Territory. And so now Montana is a place. Congrats, Montana. You did it. Yes. Um, And as it starts to become its own territory, uh, Virginia City is named the first capital of Ah. the Montana Territory. It, of course, is not. It was it was capital for uh, 10, 15 years, and then it moved to Helena, mm-hmm. and now it's still that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was at the very beginning, because it was such a bustly place, because it's where all the fucking gold was. Right. It's a bustle town. It's a bustle town. It's, it's a bustle, bustle, bustle town. town. So eventually, what's interesting about this town is that eventually the gold, like the string of gold or whatever, dries up. You know, gold yeah. As gold is want to do. Yeah, yes, as gold is want to do. So eventually they run out of gold, but there's still so much money in this town and it's become such a town Yeah, um, that like it doesn't just become a ghost town, which happened to so many little gold mining towns over the years. Hmm. But there was enough money and enough people there that it stayed and maintained itself like as a town. Oh. But it didn't have any money to upgrade or make anything fancier. Oh. So it was sort of frozen in time in the like 1870s, 1880s. So it's this like perfectly encapsulated version of a Victorian Old West town. Oh, wow. Because nothing changed because they didn't have any money to change anything. But it's not like the desert took it back. Right. Huh. Yeah, that's yeah, very so much it, still what it looks like on oh, the Ghost Adventures episode. Oh wow! Yes, I mean it's all it's all now we're gonna get to, it's all now like protected lands and yeah. you know yeah. part of the historical area and stuff. But it really does just look like you're walking around in the 1880s in an old western town. That's fun. How many movies um, do you think were shot in this town? Billions. Billions. <laughs> Literally a, a bu- billions. A literal bajillion. Yep. Every John Wayne movie ever. Yes. Was yes. Shot here. Those are the ones. Um. And so, yeah, so it still exists to this day. And Adler Gulch ended up being the richest vein of gold within the Rocky Mountains that's ever to this day been found. Wow. They think that over $100 million worth of gold came out of that. Wow. Holy shit. Um, And because of this, as you can imagine, all of this gold made not just miners rich, but other people in the like ancillary areas of gold mining Mm -hmm. rich, including one Mr. Henry Elling. Mr. Elling, what did he do? So Mr. Henry Elling was born in December of 1842. (laughs) Not a time (laughs) traveler. In Germany. 
Ah. In Deutschland. In Dutch. Yes. Mm. In, um, okay. So he was, his parents died when he was 15. He was orphaned and left to take care of his younger brother. So he took his younger brother to America because their oldest brother was living in Missouri. So they okay. went to Missouri to like join up with his brother. Got confused and then they did, and ended up in Montana? Well, he, then they did the rest of their growing up in America. He sort of like bounced around a little bit. By the 1860s, he was running a mercantile in Colorado mm. when news of the gold strike in Virginia City hit. So he decides to move to Virginia City and open up a mercantile there. Makes sense. Great. Um, so he, he saw a need it. and he filled it. Yes. Yes. And he opened the mercantile in 64, which was like, right. Like had a year, everything had a year to get going, but there's still shit tons of gold left there. Yeah. So it was like a really, he picked like right the sweet spot to come in and build the mercantile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he eventually took that money, reinvested in the town and like bought, he didn't do any gold mining himself, but he like bought and financed mining operations and like infrastructure within the city. He's actually the reason that city got electricity. Damn. Wow, this guy um, is a legitimate help ooh. and good yeah, dude. He's a, he's a businessman doing business who like made smart business choices. Oh, I got a shit ton of money for it. Nice. So in 1870, 1870. Yep. He met the love of his life, Mary Cooley, when Henry met Mary. That's Henry, what the website Mary says. Mary Kool-Aid? Cooley, Kool-Aid. Mary, <laughs> Mary Grape Kool-Aid. I mean, that would make for a much more interesting story. He was sitting okay. in his, inside of his mercantile. She's cr- she, she smashed through the wall through and the said, wall. oh, yeah. I, and it was I love know, at first I, sight. I thought you said mercantile, and it was just a, a, a merchant full of merkins. Yes. I thought that's what he did. <laughs> he just sells, sells merkins yeah. to giant Kool-Aid women. Yes. Who, of course, can't grow their own pubic hair. No. no. They're made this of glass. Like he saw a need, and he filled it. He filled yes. her need. And he's like, I'm going to marry this one, and I'm going to fill her needs. He filled her needs a lot, guys. I filled um, her chugs. How many times so, did he fill her needs? So Mary Grape Kool-Aid was originally from Vermont. Um, and she, at this point in, the, in 1870, she was um, teaching school at a, a town called Ennis, which was like very close by. She met him at the Mercantile. They fell in love. They got married. He filled her needs a lot. They had 10 children. Whoa. They had 10 children, seven of which survived into adulthood. Wow. Pretty good. Which is really good odds for that time. Yeah. Um, they also seem to be an incredibly happy couple. All of their children grew up uh, like wealthy but well adjusted. They taught them like the importance of charity and volunteer work and wow. giving back to the community. They like seem to be a stand up family. Wow, um, that's shocking. So yeah, so with uh, with all of their uh, gold riches, they built the Elling House, which was just like they called it the Elling House. It's basically they built a mansion because they're mm. rich people. They built a big fancy house. Right. Okay. <clears throat> um mrs uh mrs kool-aid quit being a teacher and spent all of her time volunteering and working for various charities and stuff and she spent um, a lot of time lose. pregnant and yeah a lot of time shooting out babies um henry dies in 1900 mm-hmm. um and when henry dies the their bank account this is not their estates their um because they have more their than one home at this point anything. this is not their like all the stores and everything they own their bank account has more than three million dollars in it holy shit oh and my this god is in 1900 yeah, olden time money holy yes shit. they were probably arguably the richest family in montana holy shit i'm gonna yes. do that math I know. So after Henry dies, um, Mary Kool-Aid takes the money and she donates a huge chunk of it to like the betterment of a lot of like religious charities and also helping the town. She also builds the town a new church. I think they're like Episcopalian. So she builds them a brand new Episcopalian church. Super fancy. What is it? Tell us. Ninety three million dollars. Ninety three million bucks. Wow. In their bank account. In the, yeah, that's not any of their assets. It's just like cash money. Oh, yeah, liquid money. assets. Fuck. That, that's in, fucking Fuck. insane. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, so also, so she donated all this money, did a bunch of nice stuff with it. She also fucking doubled the size of Elling House. She was like, fuck you, we're adding on more I shit. I need more house. Uh, more house. So she built like new servants' quarters because mm. her servants' quarters were old and small. So her servants would have nicer places to live. Very nice, nice of her. He sounds like a nice family. Yeah. She also built um a a 
by the current day standards, gigantic air quotes, ballroom, oh. um, a sitting room, a smoking room and a second kitchen. Ooh. And the, the thing was that um, Mary was a big fan of the arts, like a big supporter of the arts, a patron. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to have like big fancy parties where like artists could come and musicians could come and they could host plays. She wanted to be like a cultural center for the town. Mm-hmm. So that's why she built this big fancy fucking ballroom, which was like her fucking favorite. Gotcha. This ballroom. Nice. And a smoking room to just get high as a motherfucker. Hell yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. So Mary Kool-Aid lived there until she died in the house on Christmas Eve, 1924. Oh, wow. 1924. 19. Because now we're in the 19s. That's right. Happy birthday, Jesus. Here's me. (laughs) Yeah. Your gift. Um, and the, I read her like obituary from the local newspaper because it's all online now. Uh Uh-huh. And they said a bunch of wonderful, nice things about her. But the obituary really, like, pounds home the fact that she was hot. What? Like, it keeps talking about how beautiful she is. And I'm like, one, she an old-ass lady at this point. Yeah. And two, she dead. Um, Maybe they were like, if I speak nicely of her, her family, her heirs will bestow some fat stacks on my newspaper. Is it possible Maybe. she was a hot, hot grandma? grandma? Maybe. Maybe. She, the newspaper said more than once... Something to the effect of she's as beautiful in death as she was in life. Creepy. Like she looks like, like her body is adorned. It's like her body is adorned by flowers that are almost as beautiful as she is. And I was like, you want to fuck that dead body? Yeah. Whoever wrote you want to fuck that dead body? Probably be investigated. Yeah, that's gross. Um, so after no one else in the family, none of their seven adult children wanted to move into the house. So the house became a boarding house for a while because it was a big, big house. Mm -hmm. Then like someone bought it and it was basically, I think, using it for storage. Um, and then in the 1970s, a man named John Ellingson, I think no relation to the Ellings, just a weird coincidence. coincidence. Yeah. So John Ellingson um, is the caretaker. So he doesn't live on the property, but he's there all the time taking care of it, taking care of all the stuff that's being stored inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that most of his job was every day he'd come into the house and he'd repair the broken windows because almost every day there'd be broken windows in the house. And he realized a couple months in, I don't know why it took John a couple months to realize, he's, but he's slow. like, all of these Touched. windows are broken from the inside out. Oh. Like the glass is on the outside of the house. This isn't people breaking in. This people is people breaking windows break from the inside out. <gasps> so then. Want out of this house. They want out. Um, so Get then out John is like, okay, I assume there's this door to the ballroom that's like not the best secured. I assume people are breaking in through this door to the ballroom. I'm going to board it up mm-hmm. so that people can't come in anymore. Okay. Makes sense. <clears throat> So John is like, okay, I'm going to go. He buys boards and nails and a hammer. He gets all his boarding on materials. And he takes it over to the door in the ballroom. And he takes his first plank of wood. And he picks up a nail to put it on the plank. And a, a hand grabs his hand and puts the nail, puts his hand with the nail back down. Oh. Whoa. And he's like, what the fuck? He freaks out. He's yep. like looking all around being what like, someone definitely just touched my hand. Yeah. He's, he's There's no one here. He like has a panic attack, calms himself down. He's like, okay, I'm overreacting. This is ridiculous. Do a do over. He he picks up the nail again. He picks up a hammer and this two hands, one on the hand with the nail and one on the hand with the hammer, very slowly, but very solidly push the materials back down to the ground. You don't touch my stuff. Yeah. This is my nice stuff. Beautiful house. This is my special rooms. So John quit and never went back in the house again. No, I wouldn't. Sure. You know what? Don't blame him. Don't blame him. Yeah, he was just like, nope, no, thank you. Um, So then at some point in the 1990s, the home changes owners again, Mm -hmm. and it's bought by a woman who wants to bring the house back to its um, former glory. Yeah. Wants to restore it back to like, because the rest of Virginia City is all preserved. She wants to bring it back to like the 1880s era. Um, And she wants to reestablish it as like an artist community and, and a place for the for the community of Virginia City to have a place for like plays and music and all that stuff that Mary built it for originally. Yeah. Nice. Um, so um, she comes in and she starts fixing up. She's also going to turn it. Eventually it becomes a hotel. 
Okay. Um, it's a hotel with three rooms. You can only, there's one of three rooms you can rent. Can it, it be called a hotel if it only has three rooms? It's kind of like a bed and b and the yeah. reviews on the internet are very mixed. People oh, either man. loved it or hated it. Okay. But it's, because it's mostly a like performance space and a historical museum at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but so in this renovation, they're like, okay, well, the ballroom needs a lot of work. It's had a lot of changes. We want to bring it back to the way it was originally when Mary first built it after Henry died. Yeah. So in, we want to put, take it back to 1900. So they're like working on it, whatever. And in the process, they bring in a bunch of these books of like wallpaper and paint chip samples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to decide what to paint it to make it look authentic. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and so they leave all these books around and they come back in the next morning. All the books are stacked very neatly. There's one book on top open to a page with floral wallpaper. Okay. And they're like, nice. Yep. They're like, okay, that's weird. Maybe the workman did it, whatever. Mm -hmm. They're like, go about their work, whatever. They put the books back in like the order that they were before. Um, They come in the next morning. The books are stacked back exactly as they were with, again, open book on top to the same floral wallpaper. And they're like, this is weird. Yep. The workman said they didn't do it. We're going to do an experiment. Yeah. And we're going to take the book, put this book at the bottom of the stack of all the books and like put the books in a closet so that you can't get at them. Okay. And they leave for the day. They come back next morning, all stacked up, open book on top, floral oh. wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and this happened every single day for weeks. They didn't get the fucking yeah, hit. Get the hit, you idiots. Yes. Everybody so in the town is dumb. Ugh. Well, because they had decided we're going to take it back to whatever it was originally. So then they She's like, trying to tell you start- that. Yes. So they eventually start going through and like peeling off all the layers of like wood paneling and paint. And there's multiple layers of wallpaper. And they finally get down to what appears to be the original wallpaper that was put in when the ballroom was first built. Uh And it's almost identical to the floral wallpaper that they kept opening it up to. She's like, I'm trying to tell you, motherfuckers. Yeah. Don't listen to me. Just listen to the lady. They said that the renovation wasn't like it wasn't plagued with mistakes or anything, but like tools would go missing. People would hear stuff. Mm-hmm. But they said once they put the wallpaper up, everything stopped. I think Mary is still there. Yo, and yeah. She just wanted it put back the way it was. She's, so like, she's I, interior designing her special space. She helped. She already picked wallpaper, guys. Yeah. So and if you're trying, if your goal is to have it go back to its original glory, I'm trying to tell you what that like, fucking yeah, was. She was trying to help. So they think Mary is still there. She shows up every once in a while and like, you know, we'll move something, turn a light on, things goes, like that. She doesn't I do anything. I had it right the first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't do anything mean. She just kind of helps. She says whenever they do like renovations or like try and redo something, she will sometimes help and be like, nope, that lamp doesn't go here. That lamp goes there. Oh, okay. Um, so Great. she's just a helpful ghost that just wants her house back the way that it was before. Is and there, she does have they, not want you to board up the door. No, do not do that. And did is there some sort of uh, Kool-Aid man-shaped hole in the wall for easy access yes, for her yes. to come the, in and out? The women's That was restroom. the shape of all the broken windows was the Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid man. man. <laughs> yes, all of them were Kool-Aid shaped. Yeah. I was like, what was she trying to do that she was breaking all those windows out? I wonder if she was like, these aren't the windows that are supposed to be here. Maybe. Smash. These are the wrong yeah. windows. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Um, so that is the ghost of the Elling House. They're pretty certain that it's Mary. Mary nice. Grape Kool-Aid. Mary um, Kool-Aid. I love it. And in hats off to Montana because uh, it's like not in 2020, but um, in most previous years, in October, they do ghost hunts. Oh, fun. Um, like at the nighttime within the space to like try and talk to Mary and stuff. They've never really gotten any great evidence, but they seem to have shut them down in 2020. Oh, oh I well, mean, I guess yeah. that's a good thing. Makes sense. Yeah. Go for the best. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that is the, the story of the Elling house. Nice. In that's Virginia sweet. city, the ghost of Mary grape Kool-Aid Elling. Yeah. I love it. You know what else I love? I love this beer. This beer. This beer. Oh, it's, it's real good. good. I don't understand why it's called moose drool and the can is uh it looks like a moose that is vomiting water yes yeah which i guess that's all drool is is just just mouth water vomit, vomit. Yeah, yeah pretty much um i don't understand why it's called moose drool it doesn't explain to me why it's called moose drool but they do want me to know that they make water fun yep yep with, with a um cow head with an awesome cow head skull it says three seven seventy seven. maybe that's when it was ested we don't know there's no way to know nope 
It's just a lot of um, seven. But so this is a brown ale. It's 5%. Yep. It's, it's really. It's a great fucking brown ale. Yeah. Zero complaints. Oh, yeah. It's, I would it's, drink the hell out of it. It's a little. It's just got everything <clears throat> you want in that brown ale. Mm, maybe a little bit of them caramel malt in there, maybe, if I'm smelling it correctly. It's caramel malty. It drinks. It's got a big mouthfeel. Yeah, it's very smooth. It's just delicious. Mm-hmm. Everything about this is delicious. Nutty. You should just delicious. Yeah, nut, nutty, caramelly, delicious. You, if you want a brown ale, if you want to drink this mousse, uh, we, we've had a number of brown ales on this show. I don't think I've had one I've liked as much as this. this yeah, is, this is really really delightful. Good. This feels like an exceptional brown ale. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, this is the part of the show where your old pal Bob gets to pick a winner. A winner. Guess what I love? What Creep, mousse? Creepy chains that swing around. Yeah. Love them. Creepy. I love the Montani Vigilantes. Montani Because those boys are willing to do what it takes. You know what else I love? I love poop tubes. Yeah. I love getting this poop out of where it is. I love interior design ghosts. I could use some help with it myself. If you're a ghost and you need to uh, do some interior design, come to my place. Yep. I love cowboy porn. Just great. It's got a little something for everybody. For the boys, <laughs> for the girls, everyone can enjoy it. For the cowboys, uh, for the cowgirls. Everyone's For the cow neithers. I love hot grandmas. <laughs> but you know what I hate hot. more than anything is tuna acting like cats. So uh, <laughs> Melissa wins. Oh my <laughs> God. You didn't even see it. I'm putting a video on Instagram. Fuck you. Don't you do it. Don't you goddamn do it. She I'm did doing it. it. I'm doing it. I'm going to forget. It. I'm going to forget. Viewers remind me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will do it despite you. I know you will. <laughs> anyway you guys thanks so much for tuning in this week yes come back next week um we're gonna have more fun and talking about ghosts better believe it Woo. yeah there'll be more booze and there will be more bruce <laughs> until then cheers cheers huh. Dunk. <laughs>